no book. No Scotty, no Pippen, no Michael, no Jordan, no book. No book. No book. Only real shit in my town. Not a fake niggas ain't round. No book. Hi, this is Chuck Sworsky, and you're listening to No Bull AUK, Chicago Bulls podcast. What's happening, people? Welcome to another episode of No Bull, uh, a UK Chicago Bulls podcast with myself, Jimmy, from UK Chicago Bulls. My guest today, I'm really excited about this one. I always say that I know, but I genuinely always am. Uh, This guy is fairly new to the Chicago Bulls and the game of basketball in general. So uh, it's going to be interesting to get some of his thoughts. Without further ado, Jack Waters, how you doing, brother? Yeah, I'm doing good, mate. Yourself? Yeah, really good. Thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. No, no worries. Well, when I put the tweet out uh, a couple of weeks ago about getting it back going and stuff, you messaged saying, how would I feel about having a a beginner or novice or however you put it and yeah man open arms because <laughs> this is probably a first and a lot of people even experienced fans that have been su- supporting the game longer than me sort of i've reached out to a couple of people and they sort of said oh i don't know about this so yeah fair play for throwing yourself in at the deep end man well you know don't you know i might be terrible and i might never do this again but you don't know until you give it that first go do you no, we will be good, man. We've had a quick chat off off air, and uh, yeah, I'm confident we're going to be absolutely fine. You just get that <laughs> feeling. So, yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to hearing your story. So, let's jump straight into it. You you live in Plymouth. Uh, I can see your Plymouth Patriots scarf behind you. So you're obviously a Plymouth Patriots fan, which we'll get into. But first and foremost, how did you get into basketball? Let's start there. Well. <laughs> It's weird, really, because I never used to. I always like I've seen it on the telly before. I've been around it in sports gyms and stuff, and I always got put off by the noise the trainers made on the floor. I, I, it always just it went through me. Um, and then I met my wife, who said that she used to go as a kid. You know, her brother was part of the development on the side, part of the Raiders back when they were a thing. They, you know, she used to go lots of games. Um, so twenty twenty one because the Raiders stopped being a thing and the Patriots took over, we thought, well, we don't know how long we're going to have basketball in Plymouth. So I took her to a game as a birthday treat, went along with uh, my best friend and my brother-in-law and his his kid who was having his birthday at the same sort of time. And we watched one of the best games I've ever seen live. I know that's not much to say since it's only a year ago or two. And it went, went to overtime. It was everything, you know, had everything. I think... One of the players went for a fourth or fifth highest British point scorers in oh, a wow. single game in that game. Um, I think the team that won it took it over time with a um, buzzer beat a three at the end of the fourth. Wow. You know, it was it had everything. And since then, me and my brother-in-law, we've been hooked like all the time. We even went out and bought the PlayStation games. We've you know, I've got the jersey, I've got the cap, and um, behind me, like you said, you can see the scarf. There's also a, a signed jersey that I won in a raffle. I've got a couple of signed caps from the players. Um, and yeah, we've kind of just, we've also like nicknamed each other the Basper Wives. So, you know, <laughs> everything, you know, we, it's just kind of uh, taken over everything I kind of do. 
That's awesome, man. That's so good. People, uh, for people that don't know, if we've got any uh, American listeners, uh, Plymouth Patriots play in the BBL, the British Basketball League. So, uh, yeah, probably should have said that first, but it's, that's that's <laughs> awesome. Uh, that's so cool that you fully bought. And it's funny you should say about the squeaking on the floor because uh, I had a game on recently and my other half was just on her phone. She's not interested at all. Although she comes <laughs> to Paris with me, she's really not interested. And uh, she was just doing something on her phone, whatever, she's playing a game or whatever. And I had the game on and all she said, all I can hear is the squeaking on the floor. <laughs> and exactly what you just said. She said, it's going right through me. So I had to turn the volume down. But I, I've genuinely, I've never even really noticed that. Yeah, I think once you go to a game live, you don't. Yeah. You don't, you just, you know, even like now when I want to watch the Patriots games, the away games, on the telly and you don't hear it then you know and you don't hear it in the stadium and you don't hear it i mean they call it a stadium it's, it's a tiny little like um music arena Sports it's actually the plymouth pavilion <laughs> yeah. no we've got a proper little arena for the plates here it's it's um plymouth pavilions they do concerts and everything so oh really yeah, i think so 1500 people it holds oh wow so there you go that shows my ignorance towards the bbl which yeah. is i'm ashamed well, of to be fair the bbl for me like it's always going to be uh, the first love of basketball. It's the first game I went to. It's the first game that stole. But you, you've got to realise what it is. It is, you know, the NBA is the the dream for every sports commentator, for every player, for every coach, you know. And it's good to see the likes of Nick Nurse, who's obviously in charge of Toronto. He of actually course. started out in the BBL. So it's good to see those little stories. But, you know, the BBL is not going to ever be on the same level of talent across the floor i mean it's just unfortunate but it's still a great day and it's amazing to watch basketball in your hometown so absolutely and i think it's growing i mean i'm in portsmouth so my my most local team is the surrey scorchers who obviously aren't doing particularly great they haven't got the best team uh i've been to a couple they're of games on friday actually <laughs> sorry they're playing plymouth on friday oh really is that in surrey yeah. or plymouth it is in surrey yeah. oh okay uh, so, yeah, I've been to, I think I've only actually been to Surrey Sports Park twice. And I, I'm really ashamed to say that. It's, it's literally 40 minutes down the road from me as well. So there's no real excuse not to go more. Uh, I took the kids the first time I went and then I took my other half. Me and her went the second time. And it was a really good night out, like you say. But it's it's sad that that's how we describe it, a good night out. No, yeah. it, it, it's more than that it is more than that but that's how everyone describes it it's a good night out you should go it's a great family day out it's so much more and i think i think without meaning to everyone kind of disrespects it yeah like you say you take it for what it is it's not the nba okay it's but that's like football right you, you soccer if you like if you're american but you <laughs> you're a plymouth fan or maybe you're not but you're based in plymouth i'm based in portsmouth so Portsmouth are in League One. Take it for what it is. It's not the Champions League, yeah. yeah? So yeah, you're not going to see the, the best fans. of the best. So why should basketball be any different, really? When you put it in football terms, if, if football still gets the following, and I know football's much bigger, of course it is, but it, I, it's growing, isn't it? The BBL is growing, yeah, and it's great. It is. And they're they're doing the the right things. They've appointed a CEO now, which means I think they're looking at expanding, which is only going to be good for the game, which means more players, which means yeah. better, better talent. So. You know they're they're saying all the right things, but um, there's a few 
negative people that are always going to have their say about this has been done before, that's been done before. You know, it's not like the balls where you're going to have the same owner for 20 odd years and nothing's really going to change. So, no, it's going to be experimental from times. But like I said, you know, when you go from the cusp of never, nearly never being able to see a game of basketball in your hometown to being able to, that sort of gives you a little bit of motivation to go to a game. And, you know, I've, I've not gone to a bad game of basketball. No. Um, I can't say that about any other sport. No, no, it is fun. It, what, no, no matter what the score mm. is, it's a, it's a fun sport to follow. Yeah, it, oh, 100%. It is growing. It, and, it and takes over everything. <laughs> yeah, oh, it really does. And it's also incredible value, the BBL. I mean, you can mm. sit courtside for like... Well, the one I was referring to, that's it. we were courtside and we were four of us for £32. There you go, £32, yeah. So when I went with my other half, we sat courtside at the Scorchers at Surrey Sports Park. And yeah, I think that was about £30. I, I can't remember. It was last year. I, terrible mm. memory. But it, it <laughs> certainly wasn't expensive. And we were literally row A. And it was, yeah. Mm. It, 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 so it's so af- affordable. And what I love about it is you get a lot of families. And I can't speak for mm. the ground, but certainly at Surrey, it's really sort of family orientated. And it's it's getting the kids into the game as well. Which, oh, yeah. Is awesome. Stop. So, yeah, I need to take my boy. Well, my kids, but my boy, especially my boy's really into it. I need to take him back there. He went to the first game and loved it. That was a long time ago now. So, mm. I need to get him back up there, perhaps. But anyway, I'm sure we'll probably touch on the BBL some more. But why? Seeing as this is a Chicago Bulls podcast, <laughs> let's go with why the hell are you a Chicago Bulls? But especially bearing in mind, you only got into the game what like 15 months 14 months ago or so yeah you got into basketball so why the hell did you support the chicago bulls <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. although hang on saying that we would have been top of the east then the thing is when this is gonna sound bad but like when we first like, like i said we bought all the games and we were playing like on the playstation and whatnot we yeah, nine times at time we picked the random, and one of the times we picked random, I landed on the Bulls, and he landed. I think he landed on the Golden State Warriors, which you know that seemed like fair because it was last year's edition where the Bulls weren't ranked all that well. But I ended up beating him, and one of the reasons I picked the Bulls was because I had obviously Zach Levine, who went, you know, did all the fa- fancy flips in the air when he was doing the dunks, and I thought, oh, that guy was pretty fun to play with. Um, so I looked up some of his YouTube clips about how he played and. I thought, oh, they're pretty cool. And, you know, I remember when I was a kid, I was growing up and everywhere I looked and I saw basketball jerseys, I saw the Lakers, I saw the Celtics, I saw the Nets. I was like, they don't even sound like good teams. I mean, I know the Celtics obviously top of the East now and they're runners up last season and they've like ridiculously amount of championships after doing a bit of research and same with the Lakers. But, you know, you just, when you find that draw, you know, and... You know, I'm probably one of the few people at the minute that is probably on Zach Levine's side. I will admit he does have a lot of work to do in terms of figuring out what to do with the ball half the time. And his, I think the the term being tossed around with him at the minute is lack of basketball IQ. Terrible is... basketball <laughs> IQ. I'm going to put think, it out I there. Think... The man has terrible basketball IQ. Yes. Yeah. Um, but... <laughs> Coming up to the trade deadline, I was thinking to myself, you've got a 28-year-old who really needs just some point guard to just tell him what to do. He, he strikes me as the, the, the nice little, you know, you've got your general, your team, but he's the nice little 
captain you go to when things are like do something flashy or go and drop a three pointer or you know I think he wants to be the man. I think he wants to be the guy that goes, I can carry a franchise. I just don't think he's got that in his game. In my but opinion, still... he wants to be that guy too badly and he's trying yeah. to force it too much. I agree. And which is a shame because then he gets a lot of hate and a lot of people just giving him a lot of stick for stuff that really isn't. Yeah. All right. He makes some terrible turnovers, but you know, and for whatever reason, he decides to take a shot with no one under the rim with like 20 seconds on the shot clock. I think no questions. Only he'll be able to answer why he's done that. But And I'm sure he, he would turn around and say, because I believe I can make that shot. Exactly. And I would much rather the guy take the shot and miss it than, you know, especially if we're trailing in a game, you know, he's taking a shot that, yeah, all right, it might not have worked out, but if it goes in, everyone's on it, you know, jumping on up and down in their seats because it's a, an amazing shot. You know, take the game. I think there was last night against um, Indiana, two guys on him, definitely shouldn't be taking that shot, drops it in. You know, it's not, he's not the best decision to make, but I think when it was coming to the trade, I would have preferred to see, and this is a very controversial opinion, but I would have rather traded DeMar because he's of a higher value and we could have got more for him than we were for Levine. And he's older, of course. And there is that. And plus, I know Levine is the max contract and, you know, he's probably a lot more expensive. But, you know, when you at, if you look at how things go and the chances are our next pick is going to Orlando, you're probably more likely to get picks from DeMar than you would for Zach. Gives us a bit of a fighting chance. But we didn't do anything, so it's all irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is all this and buts, isn't it? But, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I, but I think a lot of people were saying about getting off of Zach's contract. They could do this just to get off the contract. Listen, they only gave him that contract eight months ago. They're not try. It's not like this is a bad contract they were given two years ago where they're going, oh, God, we probably shouldn't have done this. There's two years yeah. left. We need to we need to do a salary dump. They, eight months ago, it was less than eight months ago. I think it was like July last year, whatever. Anyway. They're not looking to do a salary dump. They want they wanted value back. From what we're hearing is they did shop Levine within to a certain extent. And everything coming out was that it was with uh the Knicks. Boo. Uh <laughs> I my understanding is uh Arturus Karnashovas wanted RJ Barrett involved in the trade. And the Knicks weren't prepared to include RJ. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, oh man, this is so hard to say because I say it every week, but we've got our own little uh, group chat on Twitter uh, with the NBA UK fans and all the other fan accounts. And it's kind of like our safe place where we can say whatever we want <laughs> and it doesn't go public. And, and I say a lot of things in the heat of the moment. I'm a passionate person, uh, but. As much as sometimes it sounds like I'm hating on Zach Levine, and believe me, he frustrates the hell out of me. <laughs> He's also the reason we're in most of the games that we're still in, because he's produced some magic. The, the guy is very talented. There's no question about that. He's a star. Sure. He's not a superstar, in my opinion. But in I agree with that. His own, his own head... I believe he thinks he's an absolute superstar. And that's a big problem because, like I just said, sometimes he forces it too much and he doesn't need to. The man is incredibly tough. If we need a three-point shot, if we need a three-pointer, 
with Lonzo out of the team, there's no one I want more to take that three than Zach Levine, because we know he's more than capable of of making that that shot. Yeah, In, I agree with that. No, no question. What I don't want him doing is the Bulls leading by five, and exactly what you just said. Come up the other end of the floor. Seventeen seconds left on the shot clock. Just throw up a three-point shot with no one else in the paint no. to catch the rebound, and then let give the other team a chance to 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 get points back. That is why I just get so angry watching Zach Levine. And then I think, well, hang on a minute. If it's not for him, we're not even in this game anyway. I think for me, um, I think when you see those shots, you've got to look. Like you said, you can look at it in one way and say, well, if it weren't for him, we wouldn't be in this position but I think in his head like you're saying he thinks he's a superstar I also maybe think he feels like that maybe he's taking the pressure off you know we're only up by five they're coming at us let's maybe swing the momentum our way let's have a massive three but it doesn't hit and then the momentum goes there further their way I think I mean I'm not going to sit and say I'm a psychologist and I can tell you what Zach Levine's thinking because that would be ridiculous I've never met the man sadly um but <laughs> I I think he's his IQ is questionable, but I think there is logic in why he's doing what's doing, even if it's not the best logic, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Um, I think going the I think for me the issue at the minute is you've got Zach Levine, who they've tied up with a long contract. They've got Billy Donovan, who they've signed to a new contract, and they just don't seem to be getting on the same page or they don't agree with each other. I'm not again. This just seeing what the clips I've seen, and the problem is they're not going to get rid of either one of them. No, that's where the balls are. It's continuity. That's that's the key word that keeps getting banded about. They want to keep, you know, the the talks of people they're bringing in is to bring continuity with other players that they have. It's frustrating because, as much as I'm opposing to blowing up the squad and starting new, I do think. A little injection of dynamite, you know. The last few games with Dale and Terry's energy reminds me a lot of you, your mate Caruso, who, you know, it's you're not going to see it in box scores or stat lines or anything like that. You're going to see it with the eye test. You're going to see just that caring for the shirt, that sort of passion for the game. You're not going to see that anywhere else. And you know, I'm all for a little bit of entertainment. I, you know. I want to see championships return to Chicago. I want to see championships at Plymouth, but I'm also a realistic human being. I know that sometimes that's not, you don't get what you want. Um, so, <laughs> you know, and I know defence wins championships, but it also puts people to sleep. So let's entertain the fans. You know, it, it's fair to say quite confidently, maybe the planes might be a possibility if we dip into the buyout market. Um, but you're looking at who? really realistically is available for what we need we need a shooter and a point guard preferably a shooting point guard but you know so i think we should just let the players just go and have fun let the dale and terry's run around like a madhouse who's looking for his bone you know let caruso do what caruso does and you know just throw energy and energy and energy and i think if we can keep caruso with terry where he can sort of like hone his energy so like if you're energetic and positive, but you do it in this way, I think we'll have a makings of another really solid defender. Yeah. I think with a lot of the other players, 
you, you kind of looking at roster problems because I'm a big fan of Kobe White, believe it or not. I think he's got a very high potential ceiling. I just, I don't think he's being helped by the fact that he doesn't know where he should be played. He doesn't know what he should really be doing when he's playing somewhere else. And I just think he's, you know, I feel like he's burdened by position. Yeah. I don't, you know, you look at Vooch, everything goes well when we go through Vooch. Vooch comes out, Drummond possibly comes in, and again, anarchy reigns, and it's great fun to watch. You know, I think if we had Caruso, Terry, you know, Drummond on the court, I think the world might, you know, capitulate. But, you know, I think, you know, I watched the Paris game, and I'm not a fan of the ISO ball. I think there's a lot of individuals on the team. And I think that that's the issue. I think they just need someone in there who maybe has won it all, maybe he hasn't, but is just going to grab them all by a scruff of necks and goes, we're not, we're not Zach Levine. We're not Damara DeRozan. We're the champions of Chicago. We're going to play for the people of Chicago and the wider world. Obviously, I don't live there, nor have been there. I am trying to convince the wife to let me go there. You should. It is incredible. Well, <laughs> she's got a friend who lives out in Ohio. And I said, oh, let's go there. And then when Cleveland comes down, I can go watch the Bulls. And she's like, nope. I was like, oh. Keep, keep, keep trying, man. Keep uh, trying. I'm not going to give up. It, you know, it's only been 40 months in the making, so I've got time. Time is on my side. Time is on. Uh, no, I agree. Listen, what, like you just said, when we play through Vooch in the post, like St- I said it last week, like Stacey King always said, it's a simple game. The big man's in the post, give him the ball, right? Especially when he's on a mismatch. There is too much hero ball. And the two culprits, let's be honest, and I love DeMar DeRozan. Like, I love that man. But the two culprits to play hero ball, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan. No, Same thing every night. And DeMar's been off. I was shocked. I was listening to, I think it was a CHGO podcast, guys that said about DeMar's shooting was actually up from this time last season, which I was shocked by. Because for me, he seems that mid-range, especially from the elbow, was money. Money, money, money every time we sort of watched okay. it. This season, it doesn't seem to be like that, in my opinion. And he sort of goes more for, he's looking for that foul every time he's yeah. got taking the shot now. And, and to me, he's concentrating too much on getting that foul than he is making the shot. It's, uh, it's so frustrating, man. I mean, I when people message me saying, let's blow it up, like even a month ago, let's blow it up. And I'm saying, don't be so stupid. If we, even if we blow it up, the chance of us getting the top, a top four pick are really slim. If we don't get a top four pick, obviously, like you just said, it goes to Orlando. Blowing it up is not the way to go. And I am so, so done <laughs> with what I've been watching since Paris, I think. And I don't know whether it's on a come down from the Chicago trip that I went on and then the Paris trip I went on. And I've come back and I've got I've got no balls excitement. Is it partly that? I don't know. Or is it just because this team is so frustrating to watch to the point where I'm waking up in the morning looking for a tank on Google so I can make a tank emoji for my game day graphic or <laughs> the results graphic? Because if I don't try and make some light of it, I'm probably going to burst into tears or just go in some anger rage or whatever. I... 
honestly don't know what this team is anymore. We keep seeing the graphic come up with the the team when we were tanking with, gosh, who is even in there? Walt Lemon Jr. Walt Lemon Jr. and all those guys. I don't know if you were watching then. Probably not. That was like a couple of uh, three years ago or so. No, terrible. Campaign was in there as well, which Bulls fans hated. Turned out to not be such a bad player in Phoenix. They're showing that graphic. Remember where we come from. Like I said on Twitter, when we were there, we knew what we were. We were a terrible team trying to tank, trying to get the best draft lottery pick we could get. This isn't the team to do that with. This is a team of legit, very, very good players. Very good players. Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Vooch, uh, Caruso. These are really good players. We're not talking about role players here. These are top, top level players of, of this league. And then you add to that what we've got, the young, the Patrick Williams. Okay, he's showing flashes of brilliance very inconsistently, but he's still young. Hopefully he'll get there. Javante Green, when he's fit, is to me amazing. The energy he brings every night without fail is incredible. And we are missing that massively. Derek Jones Jr. I'm a big fan of Derek Jones Jr. I think he brings that energy every night as well. We have got such a good team. And I know a lot of these guys are injured, but at the moment or have been throughout the season. But even without Javante, this team is good enough to actually show up and at least compete. And I know they are because... Last night's a prime example. Even without DeMar DeRozan, we were up. What were we up at the half? I can't even remember. Something ridiculous. So the first quarter, we outscored them 39 to 15. That alone should be enough. Just see the game out. Just three quarters of seeing that out. That should be enough of a lead to win the game. I know it's only the first quarter and I'm maybe just getting a bit carried away. How the hell do we go on and lose that game like we did? We were so in charge at half time. I don't know what Billy Donovan says to these guys at half time, but he needs to just keep his mouth shut. <laughs> I think that's the thing, isn't it? Like, and I think you know, going back to the BBL is there's a lot of snooks, uh, cloaking daggers in the BBL. You don't know what's being said. You know, you see players leaving and coming and going without really any explanation. You know, you get to see players. Oh, this player's out injured. Why? Well, he's just out injured, isn't he? You don't really get the full story. And I think that's the issue with this team is that there is something and there's no real reason as to what that thing is. You know, at least it's so much speculation. You know, I I joked to myself earlier because I do a lot of driving. So I listen to a lot of podcasts and I was listening to the CHGO one and they did a, like a, a mock draft where they got the first pick. And in my head, I went, yeah. well, AK will probably won't pick Wen Benyama. He'll pick someone completely different. He'll pick like a, a player that's been predicted to go in like 14th or something. You know, that's the sort of thing that we're coming to expect. And that's the thing I'm a little bit annoyed with is, like you said, if you, you know you're bad, be bad. If you're good, be good. Don't be both. Don't be really, really good, but then really bad. You know, like you said, a 24-point lead in the first quarter. And the expectation is that they're going to throw it away. And now they've got Milwaukee tonight, which means they're probably going to win because of that sort of nonsense that we do. 
But now that people are thinking that they're probably going to win, they're probably going to lose. You know, there's no, there is, it's being, it's what makes basketball brilliant, in my opinion, is that you've got a team of genuine superstars. Like you said, what, Vooch is an all-star, Levine's an all-star, Damar is off for the all-star break. You know, so I think they're, unless I'm mistaken, all multi-time all-stars as well. Yeah. You know, so yeah. they're not, they're not mugs. They're not like, they didn't just have one really good season where they smashed it and made the all-star. They've done it more than once. And, you know, like you said, Lonzo stays fit. He's, I think he's got the potential to be a future all-star. Caruso is underrated, you know. Um, you know, like you said, Patrick Williams is showing signs of brilliance, you know. I go back to Kobe White and Dale and Terry again, then again showing flashes and small amounts. Io is the same. Io again, you know, developing all the you know. There are some really good players developing. So, where would you expect them to finish on paper? Realistically, why round the five hundred would be a fair, be a bad season in my opinion, but it'd be a fair reflection. I mean, I had Mo Muncy on uh, earlier in the season and he sort of said we're a playing team without Lonzo we're a playing team which I think is fair and he said with Lonzo we're we're top six which I completely agree with I I, I do think Lonzo is that important I agree he's you know his absence has been you know you could probably cover up the crack with one or two games you know but it's been what nearly a year since he last touched a basketball in a Bulls jersey you know you can't paper over that many cracks you know is that why we need a point guard? Well, then if we get a, a top-end point guard, are we going to really want to demote Lonzo to backup? I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't either. But the, the big question is, when is he coming back? Because it's certainly not going to be this season. Is it even going to be next season? I mean, I'm hoping for Christmas. You know, I mean... Man, that's so depressing. <laughs> <laughs> that's so de- We're hoping for Christmas. <laughs> My God. You know, it, I know it's what? nine months or so, 10 months or so away, you know, but this is it's my February. Issue. It's February, <laughs> man. <laughs> We're hoping for Christmas. This is my issue though, right? You look at players like DeMar, who's out injured now, and he's saying, you know, he, he's got an injury that should keep him out for three weeks. He's going to be back in four days. You've got the all-star break now, which he's probably going to play in and probably not playing tonight. You know, these are professional athletes. They've got a career of what twenty to twenty-five years, if they're lucky, at the top level. Why are we? You know, they're going to risk hell for leather to get as much playing time in that time to earn as much money as they can. So Lonzo's probably going to try and rush himself back, and so he can actually play and have a contract after once his expires. You know, and that will probably do more harm than good. So they don't I would... even know what's wrong with his knee still. <laughs> he's Which... been for multiple scans and they've cleaned it all out and he's still getting pain. That worries me, man. I, I'm speaking from, from a bit of experience because I have I have knee issues. My right knee is, is pretty bad. Alonso, if you want my left knee, man, just come and get it. Send someone over to get it. My left knee's good as gold. I'll give it to Lonzo. No problem. Oh, you can take uh, both mine. I've had no issues with any of them. Jeremy. I've been quite well, lucky. There you go. Lonzo, we've got knees. You take your pick, man. Yeah. Um, and, and I had an operation on mine, and, and they went in, and they didn't know what was wrong with it, and they cleaned it up, and, and the, the surgeon sort of said, there's nothing wrong with it. I said, it must all be in my head then, because... 
you know, sometimes I barely get down the stairs and touch wood, it's not actually been too bad of late, but I have good and bad days with it. So I get it, but we're talking about the guys they're using are the absolute best in the game. These surgeons, these all these people, these doctors, they're the best in the business. For them to not know what or not not be able to see what an issue is, is a big big worry for me i would rather them have said right this is what it is he's going to be out for another year but then he'll be fine at least then it gives you some hope right now i don't even know if he's coming back well that's that's what the, the thing is like that's why i'm hoping for christmas and going back to the whole rushing him back is like if you don't know what it is you don't know what damage you could further do to it exactly but you know like you said They've looked at it. They've scanned it a thousand times over. They've, you know, they cleaned it up. They've done all this, you know, just as one day he woke up and he was in pain with it. I'm kind of hoping the opposite happens. One day he's like, it's absolutely fine. Come back and play basketball. Do you know what I mean? It's, oh, wouldn't that be nice? Oh. You know, <laughs> the pipe dream, I suppose. But it's when the issue is, is the fact that you've got a player like Lonzo who did such an amazing job is now gone, but he's obviously done it such an understated way that they didn't think they need to replace him. Cause if you think Zach, if they turn around and said, Zach Levine's going to be out for a year, 100% they're going to go out and try and get another star. It, it's not even yeah. within question. They go, like, well, our main man is down or our second main man is down. It's the same with DeRozan and questionably even the same with Vooch. If one of those three go down, they're 100% going to go out and replace and get someone to give the fans a little bit of hope. Say, so, yeah, we might have lost this guy, but we've got this in backup. And when he comes back, they're going to play really well together. They didn't do that with Lonzo. They didn't do it with um, a very, in my opinion, the point guard position is as vital. The most important. Absolutely. It's, it's, I it's as vital agree. to basketball as quarterback into American football. Yeah, I completely agree. But yeah, we, a link we've been made a lot with is Russell. And the other one is Patrick Beverly, is the other one. You know, and. If you're going to say to me, we're going to have to pick one of these two guys for this, that, and the other, personally, stick to what you've been doing. Do you know what I mean? Because all you're doing really, I know they'll come in and be a bit energetic and they'll scream at people and they'll get cameras and show ref stuff and it will be entertaining. But I personally would be like, well, let's just go have some fun. Let's go and entertain the fans. Enjoy yourselves playing basketball and we'll see where the, the cookie crumbles at the end of the year. If we're in the playing, fantastic. If not, you know, at this point, I think AK said at the start of the year, we want to improve on last year. Well, I think that's very unlikely to happen. They're not going to improve on last year. You know, it's it's the way he worded it as well was very clever. He didn't specify the next round. He just maybe wanted it. I think we went out in five last year, so out in six would have been an improvement. Yeah, four and one, we lost to the Bucks. Yeah, so if we were to lose four and two, that's an improvement. In theory, it's you know <laughs> baby that, steps, baby steps. It is. It's, it's, you know, <laughs> maybe next year it'll be four and three. We'll go to the decider. It's great, you know. But it, it, even then, you're looking at that going. Well, we're probably never going to get that. You know, if this team went to the playoffs now, we've got a winning streak of what three? Our biggest length. You know, to lose, and we've done what? We're on a five-game losing streak now, so. And what clearly we've been swept by Cleveland, I think. Yeah. So there goes four game series that we're definitely going to lose. <laughs> who who do you look at the league now and go over a seven game series? 
we could probably take to the limit, if not beat. Boston Celtics. Let's go. I mean, I, I praise your ambition, but... We've got a good record against them. Yeah, we've got a great record against them. But when did we last play them in the playoffs? <laughs> wow, when Isaiah Thomas absolutely destroyed us. <laughs> and if I'm not Which mistaken... four years ago. No, longer than that. Goodness me. Um, uh, six years ago, I think. So the last time we played them in the playoffs, we got destroyed by them. Yeah. By Isaiah Thomas. Nobody else. If Isaiah Thomas didn't come back... Uh, he was going through some tragic issues. His sister had passed, and uh, I believe that's what it was. Or was it his injury? I'm maybe getting confused. But he come back, he come back and destroyed us. Yeah, and I still believe Matt Peck disagrees wholeheartedly. But I still believe that if Isaiah Thomas doesn't come back, the Bulls win that series. That was when we had Jimmy Butler, uh, Dwayne Wade, and Rajon Rondo, and also Rajon Rondo got injured. So uh, if Rajon Rondo doesn't get injured, I think the Bulls probably win that as well. But they didn't. He did. They didn't. Isaiah Thomas was brilliant. By the way, he should still be in the league. It pains me that he's not. I love that guy, even though he never played for the Bulls. But yeah, no, realistically, we're not beating the Celtics in the playoffs. Yeah. So I'm just saying it to wind a couple of my uh, Celtic <laughs> friends up. But uh, we're not. We're not. We're not winning a playoff series against anybody. Let's be real. Talking of records. The Pacers, this was so depressing. <laughs> the Pacers were 15 and 2 going into last night's game against the Bulls. They're now 16, uh, sorry, 15 and 3. Do you know who two of those defeats, uh, two of those wins were against? Sorry. Oh, it was against us. You know, we, 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 I saw that earlier today and I thought that can't be right. And I think. There was another one as well. I think it was the Orlando team. Like they're they're on a bit of a stretch as well, where they've haven't won in a while, and then along come the Bulls to change that for them. Yep. It... The Indiana Pacers in their last eighteen games have only won three. Two of those were against us. My God, how depressing is that? The Indiana Pacers. How depressing is that, man? You try and put some sort of positive spin on it. You've got to try and look at it in a in a, a positive light. And the only thing I can think of is if you think of the last four games, we didn't touch double digits and threes, whereas at least this time we got to 15 three-pointers made. It's still an appalling low number. Bless you, Jack. Make... <laughs> God bless you. I no. thought I was a positive person. My God. Maybe, maybe in a few years after following them, I might be, you know, here was another one. I just got to up my phone. This is uh, Casey Johnson tweeted this out. The Bulls have blown leads of 24, 21, 21, 19, and 16 points this season. This ties for second biggest blown leads of an NBA season. Now, the worst part about that is it doesn't feel like that long ago if the balls were down early even in the going into the fourth quarter if the balls were down it didn't matter if it was by two or by 22 you believe this balls team can come back because we did it against boston twice we've done it against other teams as well it didn't matter what the 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 score was going into that fourth quarter with demar Derozan as well you just believe the balls are going to come back and and even if they don't win they're going to make a game of it and at least not give up 
Now it's the complete opposite. <laughs> it doesn't matter if the balls are up by two at half, at half time. This isn't even going in the fourth quarter. This is just the half time. Or up by 52. I'm taking the other team. We could be up 52 against the Houston Rockets at half time. I'm taking the Houston Rockets. I'll put my mortgage on it, in fact. Oh, man, I'm, I am, yeah, I'm struggling this season, man. I'm just, it's... I hate feeling like this as well. I, I, I have no fun in, 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 in the graphics I'm doing for. I'm trying to just make light of it, but I, I honestly, I am. It's tough, man. It, it's so tough. I think when you see things that have competed so badly, you got two things you can really do about it. You, you can either be optimistic and go, well, at least we're ahead by 20-odd points. Or you can just or you can just look at it and go, right, these guys are paid professional athletes who don't want to lose a game, who are about to lose a game. Let's see how entertaining they're going to make it for me. And that's my biggest issue at the minute is they're just not entertaining. Like you said, you, you can go into the, the you know, 24 in the first quarter and you think, well, this is going to be a long three quarters of how we're going to throw this away. You know, but I'm a big fan of player development. I think watching players like Dane and Terry come on and, and go absolutely crazy is great fun. You know, there's a lot of faults in his game, but the oh, energy, yeah, God, the energy we, was second yeah. to none. Man. And it changed. No, 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 no. You know, you, so going back, sorry, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you. You right. touched on the Russell Westbrook thing and, and, and the Patrick Beverly. And obviously there's John Wall as well, who apparently the balls have been talking to, which come out today. Um, I don't know how you feel. For me, it's, I'm sorry, but why, why would you bring any of those guys in? Okay, for me, none of them are great fits. People are arguing about Westbrook could do this. He can bring the energy. He can do this, that, and whatever. For me, it's a terrible fit. And and there are times when I can be talked into it, watching the game, thinking, do you know what? Just bring Russell, Russell Westbrook in, like you just said. So it's a little bit entertainment, at least. The other side of me thinks... And bearing in mind how against tanking I am in general, I hate seeing my team lose. It does even when we had Paul Zipser, Paul Zipster, and and all those guys on the team. I did not like losing. I hate seeing my team lose. I got to the point, and and I think I still am at the point where, as hard as it is watching these games and seeing my team lose, I don't want to bring in anyone that's gonna potentially get us a couple of more wins and. Let's jump into that sort of, just about jump into that play-in spot and then either miss out on the play-in, lose that, or go out in the first round by getting swept by the Celtics or the Bucks. I would rather, like you just said, you've got Dale and Terry. You've got uh, Simonovic. And okay, I'm not sure Simonovic is an NBA player, but he's still there available. Carly Jones, for me... Bring that guy in. I've seen him in the G League. He can ball. Kylie Jones is a good point guard. Bring him in. What have we got to lose at this point? I would rather them go down and, and, and drop down and, and completely fall out the playoffs, but put the likes of these guys in just to see what they can do than bring in a Russell Westbrook, a John Wall, a Patrick Beverly. That doesn't make any sense to me at this point. If we're seventh or eighth seed and we're trying to just push on that little bit more, yeah, I get it. Bring one of those guys in. But at this stage, man, it, it seems complete madness to me. 
No, I agree. A hundred percent agree. I think if you turn around to me and said, right, you got a choice of watching Russell Westbrook, nah, try that again in English, Russell Westbrook come in, or you've got a young point guard who's coming up from the G League, who's got a point to prove, who wants to play for your team, give it to the young kid. I mean, the chances are, you know, we, we might drop down, the, the chances are our pick is going to Orlando. You know, there's no, there is no escape in that very likely scenario unless we are that bad we get number one to four in the lottery and if we manage that then i'll eat my hat just not this one because i like you and you and me both man because i've (laughs) said that from the start shout out geraint jones who it's just music to his ears he's loving every second of this misery he's a magic fan he's part of the orlando magic uk guys he's loving this misery on us you know but you know so the chances are we're probably gonna have to build with what we got for most of next season so why not fully explore what we've got? We've built this 100%. roster. We've built it to a certain point, which is, in my personal opinion, poor. It's terribly you know, built, yeah. It, you know, we've got so many guards, but not a, any point have we thought we need a secondary point guard. You know, it's all right to take Lonzo out for a couple of minutes here and there, put Io in, give him some minutes, fantastic. Even you, Zach, at the point where he's been playing, he's just been dribbling it for more than I would personally like him to see. And no. doing a lot of traveling as well. Yeah, I wasn't going to mention that, but you know. Goodness me. How can a max player travel so many times in a game <laughs> at so consistently? That's the one thing, Zach, you are very consistent with. You travel a lot. Um, I'm not I'm not hating on Zach. Well, I am. I know I am, but I don't mean to. It's just so frustrating. <laughs> it's one of those, though, isn't it? It's like, you know what? You know that you're better than this. Why are you not better than this? How can somebody on a max contract, multiple MB, uh, uh, all-star, travel so often? It's not one, It's not like once every few games. We're talking two or three times a game. Yeah. He's getting called for traveling. You know, but, you know, <laughs> you, you just got to laugh, really, haven't you? I mean, what... <laughs> What other sort of, you know, you can go through the five stages of grief with this team in a season. You know, you can go through, you know, get, oh, what's the word? Post. PSTD, yeah. That's the one, you know, my words escaped me, or in this case, letters. You know, it's, you've just got to laugh or you, you kind of find yourself in a pit. You know, I was of the of the feeling before the Paris game. I watched it, and I watched a lot of games where Demar Derozan was very much the ilk of, if you make this close in the fourth quarter, I'm confident I can win it for us. But if not, oh well. You know, he didn't really for the first three. He was nowhere to be seen. You know, and if we weren't close in the fourth quarter, he wasn't even seen in the fourth. Which, mm. you know. I mean, his numbers look good as the Zach's, but like you said, there are so many things that you can't forgive, like the traveling, the the somewhat disappearing in big games, and taking a I think... contested three when Kobe White's wide open, who was also who was actually shooting better than you on the night. Yeah, these are things that you just can't really understand, for a better choice of words. And I think when it comes down to it, there are 
some very interesting decisions that need to be made at the high level. Um, and like I said, I, I joked about the fact that it's very, very hard to think that we would actually pick the best player available if we got the number one spot in the draft. We've got to go. <laughs> you go Wemby. Uh, there's, there's no... Yeah, you but go if there's Wemby. one organisation that wouldn't, it would be us. Oh, don't, man. I I can't even think about that. Like that yeah. <laughs> I, I If we don't make the the players the playoffs, um I I'm watching the the lottery live. I I need to watch that because <laughs> that that either we'll put it this way. <laughs> if we don't make the playoffs and the Bulls get a top 4 pick, uh Arturus Karnaschovas and Mark Eversley have got a very lucky escape. If we don't make the playoffs and fall out of the top four, and of course that pick goes to Orlando, damn you, Magic, go right. I, I, they, they can't hide away. It's been a, a massive failure anyway, regardless. If they get a top four pick, they can, although it's still a massive failure and there's questions that need to be asked, at least they've got a bit. I know for, if we got the number one pick, all of this disaster this season's forgotten about for me, and we get Wemby. That's and so they've got away with it, right? But the plan for this team was never to tank. This team was never <laughs> a lottery team. We shouldn't even be in the. We might not be. There's a lot. There's a lot of games to be played yet. And let's be honest. This season's been a complete opposite to last season. Instead of coming back from games, we're throwing games. Uh, last season we were beating the, the sub-500 teams and losing to the, the better teams. This season, we're doing the opposite. We're beating the good teams. We're losing to the sub-500 teams. So this time last year, we were first or second in the East, going into the All-Star break. And then after All-Star break, we fell off a cliff. So the way this season's gone with a complete flip from last season, I wouldn't be at all surprised if somehow this team come together after all-star break and went on an absolute tear and ended up sixth it, it would not surprise me that's the thing though isn't it if they do that that that's not surprising a lot of people i think a lot of people have said that said because it it mirrors exactly like you said the opposite of last season that they had such a drop off but the way i found it so far this season is that what you expect them to do has been completely the opposite of what they have done. So if you're expecting or, or wouldn't be surprised that they went on a massive tear, it wouldn't surprise. There's nothing this team can do anymore that would be a surprise because they'll just do the opposite. Yeah. And you'd be like, yeah, okay, that, that was what you was expected to do. You know, I think for me, the rest of the season isn't so much a write-off. I mean, like I said, I haven't been following them all that long so I haven't got like balls depression kicked in just yet and I'm still enjoying watching the games I mean I'm not enjoying the results you know but I'd much I'm at that point where I'd much be rather watching basketball than not um and the summer's going to be a long hard drought but as long as like I said they they just need to be a bit more let loose a little bit you know maybe like remind them that they are a team in a team game and just chuck the ball around and just see what happens. You know, if we miss the season, end of season and the playoffs and the play-in, you know, 
that's not the player's responsibility. You know, their play for me as any sport, the player's responsibility is to the fans. Yeah. And as long as they're given the most for the, the Chicago on the front of the shirt, then I'm more than happy with the squad. I mean, I wouldn't oppose the people coming in. You know, you can't blame the players that have been born. Look at the likes of the higher ups and all the other things that have been questioned throughout this, especially with the deadline inactivity. I just I want them to just loosen up a little bit and just stop being so rigid and maybe a little bit less predictable in the sense of let's we've got a massive lead, let's not throw this away. That'd be great, you know, or win a close game, <laughs> you know. And what will happen at the end of the season in terms of playoffs, play-ins, what number we get in the draft, that's not the players. There's nothing they can do at that point. They're not in the playing, so they can't do anything. They've done their job. They're going to have to worry for themselves and their families if they're going to have a job in Chicago next year. You know, from what I understood, the main priority after deadline was to extend Vooch. I haven't heard or seen anything about that. You know, if that was number one priority, the deadline was, what, a week ago? You know, for me, if that was my number one priority, that would have been done in the morning. You know, <laughs> I oh man yeah I can't see Vooch staying why would he want to stay in this let's be honest it's an absolute mess it is it's an absolute mess and it's I get no pleasure in, in, in saying that believe me but it's a mess it just is it is no it is and that's why you just you want to enjoy themselves now you know, they, you know, I think everyone agrees with you that there's such a deep seated issue all across the organization that it just, this could be, this team was built to be a winning team. You know, yeah, and it 100%. was built to win the playoffs, and it's not done that. Blowing it up is not really an option considering what limited options you have around you. So you're going to have to do something. So this team, if they're not going to stay together, you know, have some fun with it for the last, what, 20-odd games, whatever it is. Have some yeah. fun with it. You know, you might not be playing with these guys for very much longer. I'd bring, like you know, I said, said, I'd bring Carly I mean, Jones in, man. I think he would, I think we would see something just different, a bit of energy. And I honestly think he he can be, and listen, I know he's in the G League, but... I I've seen enough of this guy, Carly Jones. I think he could be our point guard all the time. Lonzo's out. Give him a chance. We've got nothing to lose, man. We no, suck right now. Okay, we've <laughs> given Dalen a chance. Dalen shows energy. I love that. There's a lot of flaws to Dalen's game that need to be worked on. He's a young player. It's his rookie season. That's going to happen. No problem with that whatsoever. No. Throw Carly Jones in there. Listen, he might not work, and it may be an absolute disaster. But try. You've got him on a two-way contract. Just just do it. Just put him in there, man. What's the point of giving him that opportunity if you're not going to play him? Just just do I, it. We need a point guard. We need we need a 3 and D wing as well, yeah. by the way. But we need a point guard. Someone who can bring the ball up the court and, and take it out of Zach's. Zach, you get up there. This isn't your job now. You get up there. Yeah. Do what you're good at because you've got to stop bringing the ball up and losing it. 
because yeah. I can't watch that anymore. I, I just no. can't keep watching no. that. It's it is like I said. He he was one of the reasons that I picked the Bulls. Why, you know, he is one of those players that when he is on his his game, he is fantastic to watch. Hundred percent. And you know, he is an aerial artist when he dunks that ball. You know, there's a reason he's done several slam dunk contests. But yeah, he doesn't play to his strengths at the moment. He needs someone who is just going. By the back of the shirt, so you go there, catch it and shoot it, or catch it and drive it, catch it and. I mean, at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't catch it, but you know, it's. We're, oh, man. We're, we're at that point. You know, it's at that point at the moment where you see a team that have got so many players and you see them make what well, best way to describe it, like high school mistakes with the constant travels, and you know, it feels like a lot of the decisions that we're not getting is still playing on a lot of players' minds, you know. And I just think that they at times they play like sulky teenagers who've just like been told that they can't play on the PlayStation for an extra hour or the thing is with this, like right? This happens to every team. And and there'll be fans of other teams that will be having the exact same conversation. We're not getting the calls we should be getting. The NBA is the hardest game the hardest league to 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 be an official in in my opinion i, I say that a lot they're gonna miss calls get on with it moaning about it is exactly. not gonna do anything you just get on with it simple as that go next possession no next i completely position. agree <sighs> oh, i completely man. agree i don't i, th- but, I think we could know. go round and round but <laughs> uh, yeah i don't know whether <laughs> the chgo guys touched on it on their latest podcast, uh, I think it was Joey was talking about the, the like you just said, the five stages of grief. And uh, four and five, I think four was frustration and five was acceptance. And Matt Peck hit the nail on the head for me, and it's exactly how I feel. I'm between the two. Sometimes I'm frustrated as hell. Sometimes I've just accepted that this is just what it is. Let's just see this season out. Like they said, the All-Star break could not come quick enough for this team. And fans of this team. As much as it is a painful watch in the morning, you know, especially at the early hours and real life getting in the way. For me, it's still going to be sucky not watching basketball and the Chicago Bulls because of the all-star break, even though it is a much needed break. And more technical issues mean that's the end of that episode. Goodness me, we're having... uh... I'm not having a great time of it with these issues. I am working on them, believe it or not, and I will sort them. <laughs> I'm whispering because it is ten past two in the morning and I don't want to wake up Mrs. UK Chicago Bulls. Currently watching the Bucks Bulls game. Five minutes left at the third. Bulls are down 73-64. So we'll see how this one plays out. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back next week with another episode. Thanks again to Jack. Brilliant guest. Really enjoyed chatting with him. Enjoy All-Star break. I think it's a much-needed break, for us fans at least. Get some sanity back. So enjoy the break. And uh, we'll be back next week. Go Bulls.